Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekend Catch-Up Podcast. This, Brie, is the podcast where we get you caught up on all things... Tech, pop culture, and trending news. Trending news. This week we have a special... I'm Isaac, and I'm joined by my wonderful wife, Brie. Hello! Uh, Thank you. How long are we going to do the the bit? Is that 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 it? That was it. Okay, That was it, yeah. (laughs) This week we have a special episode. We're interviewing Halvey, who is a rapper. Not Halsey. Not Halsey. Halvey, H-U-L-V-E-Y. Even better. Yeah, even better. I would say, I mean, like, different in their own regard. Yeah, uh, even better. Halvey is a up-and-coming Christian rapper who generously dedicated some time. That's going to be our third segment today. I'm going to play an interview that I got with him. He's got a new album out as of today, as of this Friday. So you can go and check that out right now. Um, and I'm pretty stoked about it. So yeah. we're going to get to that. But first, Bree, it's yes. Week in Pop Culture. Ooh, okay. Did you see my week in pop culture? Because mine's existential. But for the benefit of the person listening to this, our wonderful listener, what is your week in pop culture? (laughs) Ha ha. Okay. Week in pop culture, I bought a raised garden bed. So you're wondering, how does this fit it within pop culture? Well, millennials are finally getting old. We are. (laughs) We are enjoying things like homegrown tomatoes and lettuce. And lettuce. Lettuce. Lettuce as a concept, even. Good lettuce. Like when Chris Traeger says... Man, there's just no food that I like better than a piece of crispy <laughs> lettuce. And I feel that now as an adult because I've had not crispy lettuce. Yeah. Just, just not as good. It's not as good. And I, I don't know. I'm reminded of like the TikToks that I keep seeing of like 2020, like the beginning of 2020 and millennials are like partying and like having fun. And then now it's like you had a real homegrown tomato recently yeah you start to appreciate the homegrown veggies <laughs> and i'm just like oh gosh i, I feel like we're finally getting old i feel yeah. like finally we are not the default generation and no. it's sad i'm fine with it i welcome you're it. you're fine with it the less attention oh, i can man. get the better i don't want any more people talking about me or i us. just i was okay with the people that were older than us making fun of millennials i'm not okay with people that are younger than us making fun of millennials because i feel like it's just not it's not their right i think that's generally how it goes no yeah. No, I feel like it should only come from the top down. Well, I guess it's that way because I... (laughs) So only punch down then. Yeah, punch down. Okay. It's not fair. And also, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a beef? It it sounds like this is unearthing... Your gardening stuff is unearthing some some problems here. What do you mean? No, I don't have any beef. I'm just sad. I'm getting old. (laughs) Sad. This devolved into just like you've been very introspective on this. I'm an old millennial. Okay. Blow blow, blow up growing vegetables. I think that's a fun hobby though. Gardening is cool. Gardening is cool. Gardening is cool. And I'm I'm really excited about harvesting the garden. Sure. That is so cool. And I'm actually growing food to eat it specifically. I noticed though you don't have any overalls though. We need to get that fixed. I have short alls. Remember? Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah short alls. I have short alls. All right. Shorty alls. Shorty alls. Yeah, I have shorty alls. Shorty short alls. Um, no, I don't have the big jumpsuits that you keep trying to buy and work. Yeah. You need to get Isaac one. keeps buying these giant jumpsuits, everybody, that are way too big for him. I'm shaped weird. I'm shaped like a noodle. I need a smaller jumpsuit. You are jumpsuit. a noodle. And then he'll go to Tractor Supply and he's like, I need an XL, right? And then he comes home and he just looks like a big I'm parachute a man. Tent. Yeah. You look like you're about to like do a bit where you the the suit expands yeah. or i like skydive and i'm a flying squirrel yeah, yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> one of those anyway what's your week in pop culture my week in pop culture actually unsurprising is a little bit on the opposite end of the spectrum of yours um I but have, very typical to you but very this is probably very typical how to often me. do you think this has been your week in pop culture? i think it's been several times but i kind of looped back <laughs> into it 
Um, so for no one, for the normal people who aren't actively just tracking the PC part market, um, it's impossible to buy anything right now. A yes. combination of tariffs and electronic shortages and coronavirus making shipping logistics still kind of hard. It's made uh, PC parts nearly impossible to get to the yeah. point where like my current graphics card is selling for like five times what I paid for it uh, because people are just trying to build computers still mm-hmm. and there's supply and demand law of there's nothing. So everything that does exist is extremely pricey. So Wasn't there a lady that had listed a whole computer on Facebook Marketplace for like $2 the other day? And I think that she sold all of the stuff within like 10 minutes. Like yeah. people, it is it is piranha season. If you list a PC part, you're going to sell it. Everything is in very high demand right now. We were on a walk the other day and there were literally PC part boxes yeah. scattered about on the ground. <laughs> well, there's no just joke. one house. Yeah. Um, so... Kind of to fill the techie nerd side in my life, knowing that I can't buy anything even if I wanted to, um, I've been actually watching- Which is good news for me. That's good news for you. Yeah, if you share a bank account with me, you want me to be saying that because <laughs> yes. it's a very expensive <laughs> hobby. Um, I mean, a couple times this year, you're like, now I know that there's a big markup, but this is on sale for right. this. And I'm like, that's $1,000. <laughs> we don't have $1,000. And you're like, but it's a bargain. Right, yeah, And yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, that's normally like $600. That's not even a bargain. Anyway, go ahead, I'm, I'm reining in on No, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a very like rational critique to see how much the markup is for everything. So because of that, I've actually been watching people build these expensive computers on YouTube to kind of satisfy that like lizard part of my brain that just wants to consume. Um, I've actually found some really cool uh, PC builders. And one of them, I'm gonna brag specifically, and just one, because I actually want you to go check this guy out. It's Oz Talks HW, so O-Z Talks HW on YouTube. Oh, is this the guy that makes the cheap computers? Yes, so this is a guy that goes a little bit against the grain. Um, Which he, is fun. Yeah, he's kind of a relatively smaller channel compared to some of the bigger tech channels. Like, for instance, he still has 318,000 views. So, Linus Tech Tips, kind oh, of the main he has channel. 12 million views. <gasps> 13 million oh subscribers. Oh, gosh. So, Oz Who Talks. cares enough about this? A, a lot of people. Oz Talks has about 283,000 subscribers. So, a relatively smaller channel, but I really can't recommend this guy enough. He's just a is kind. Is he newer? I don't think that he's newer. I think that he's been doing this for a while. But he's just this very kind, soft-spoken soul who kind of just walks you through PC builds. It doesn't have all of the hype and sort of manic, hyper-caffeinated energy that some of these other tech channels do. Which is a very accurate description. He's just pleasant to watch. He has builds on there for like building a computer for $100, a $200 computer. I think he has one. Didn't I just see one that said $52? Yeah, a $52 graphics card. Like he takes very like budget that's kind of his gimmick is that he teaches people how to build budget computers gaming on a 17 dollars office pc yeah that's cool so he has this specific niche that he's carved out and again i just can't stress it enough he's just a very calming presence and even people like brie you've watched a computer build from him and you've actually enjoyed it like you yeah, watched a cheap computer he's so build. nice he's very nice so that's kind of been filling that hole in my life i like how we're talking about him like we really know him. He's yeah. so nice. He's a very good person. Yeah. I just can't <laughs> recommend it enough. He's a good person. So if you're like me and you've been sort of aching to buy things, uh, watch Oz Talks because it's a very good YouTube channel. Can't cool. recommend that enough. And grow a tomato. And grow a tomato. 
Okay, Bree, I'm gonna get the microphone a little closer to me because you're gonna be screaming by the time I read all of no. these. So um, Yahoo Answers is getting shut down. Oh, but I love Yahoo Answers. This is where the internet- The place where no one needs to ever go. This is where the internet went to figure out if their girlfriend was pregnant. Um, <laughs> so The Verge has an incredible article on this. By the way, both of our topics today that we're talking about are both from The Verge, so they've hit it out of the park this week with news. There's um, no other real good news, so. Yeah, in the early odds, there was this vague notion among techno-optimists that crowdsourcing knowledge- Techno-optimists? You're just making that word. That crowdsourcing knowledge was the answer to just about every problem, right? So using the wisdom of experts, kind of like as a crowd, was thought to be the way that the future was moving. That was in 2005, the year that Yahoo Answers started. So I think they're wrong. That <laughs> that's <laughs> We're going to get to that. Um, in theory- if that sort of logic is true, the sort of like, let's crowdsource knowledge for everything, that would have been a really good platform. We need to crowdsource knowledge from less people. We need to crowdsource it from no one. We need <laughs> one person to talk at a time. We need less people talking. Less yes. people talking. Uh, Yahoo Answers is the opposite of that. So Yahoo Answers is getting shut down on May 4th of this year. The Verge compiled some of my favorite Yahoo Answer questions. I'm gonna read through here. Bree has not read any of these. 15-year-old pooping on floor? Okay, as nasty as this may sound, it's true. So a friend of mine has a sister who likes to poop on her bedroom floor because she said her bathroom is nasty and does not want to sit on the toilet seats because she's afraid of getting germs or something. I told her she also gets germs from pooping on the floor. The number one answer, the favorite answer on this... <gasps> Rub her nose in it, smack her with it with a newspaper, then lock her in the bathroom. If this doesn't work, place her in a small cage and then she will poop when she asks to be let out. Do this only if I she poop like in the toilet. This, I guess that was like a a funny, was that a funny response? Like do that to your dog? We can hope so. Okay, yes. okay. I like how that lady had the the reaction of like a cat, like when you don't clean their litter box enough, they just poop on the floor. Yeah, yeah. That, but it's like a person. Yeah. Okay, can we move away from poop? <laughs> Is it illegal to kill an ant? Yes. Today I was walking down the street and there was an ant on a puppy. So I an stepped on the on ant puppy. and killed it. What? A police officer gave me a very dirty look and so did a lot of people. So I was wondering, is it illegal to kill an ant? I'm super serious. This isn't a joke. <laughs> the number one answer on this, you stepped on a dog. <laughs> what? And again, these are some catalogs sort of like top tier. Oh, I get this next one. Honestly, I have asked this of myself before. Okay. Do you want to really take have. this one? Well, the question is, how do I unbake a cake? Yes. I have had this come up before. Why? How? Tell me the story, please. Okay, so your mom has this recipe that's like this southern recipe where you, you dump a can of peaches in a dish and then you sprinkle dry cake mix on the top and put butter on it. And then it's like a dump cake. Yeah. So when she told me get cake mix, I assumed you were supposed to make the cake mix. No. You're supposed to put the ingredient and make the wet cake mix and then put it on there. So no. I just made a cake. No. I didn't make a dump cake. I made a cake. Yeah. But anyway, but yes, I have wondered that. The but the answer, answer says you can't. Once the ingredients are mixed up, it's baked. It's permanent. It's permanent. And that was how I that was how that experience was for me too. Another one on here. How do I turn off caps lock? I accidentally turned it on yesterday and I don't know how to turn it back off. All of my friends are mad because they think I'm shouting at them over the internet. The problem is literally ruining my life and tearing my family apart. I just want to be whole again. Please help. Are any of these real? There was no response to this. And uh, <laughs> the I update. Just... Um, 
at the guy saying I am dumb and a Mac user, that just shows you that you don't know what you are talking about. For the record, I don't use Mac or Windows because they are both far more restricting than any other OS. Yeah. What do they use? I think they probably use like a um, a Linux platform or something oh, like that. Okay. I thought every computer that wasn't a Mac was Windows. Nope. There's no? other operating okay. systems. Okay. Yeah. Another one on here. How is Bobby formed? Bobby formed. How is Bobby formed? How girl get pregnant? Pregnant. <laughs> the number one response on this. A babby is a rare extinct mammal found in only the high cliffs of the Andes Mountains. They're formed when water drops from the sky, also known as rain, and hits the ground. When water hits the ground, it turns into a parasite. If that parasite finds a tiger and bites it, then the tiger gets pregnant and its offspring is known as a babby. There's a mixture between a, chula, a chinchilla and a wombat, unfortunately. But they come from a tiger. Okay. This is not a, a true answer. You need no. to know that. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> is there a spell to become a mermaid that actually works? I would like to know if there's a spell vi- available to become a mermaid, one that works. I'm asking people that believe in mermaids. Don't say things like mermaids don't exist because I take it very seriously and I find it offensive. Please help me find a spell. That's all caps. Okay. True story. By the way, I am also a witch. <laughs> true story. Yes. I asked one of my Bible teachers if mermaids were real. Because okay. there's nowhere in the Bible that says that they aren't. Yeah. And he thought that leprechauns were real. I'm sorry, what? He thought that he had seen an angel that was a leprechaun. That doesn't sound like someone I who said, should be teaching oh, a class. if leprechauns are real, are mermaids real? And he made me write a bunch of Bible verses. What? That was your punishment for critical thinking? He made thinking? the whole class do it, actually. Oh, that's it, great. At my behest. Like, oh, at, on my Like, because of me. That's amazing. So that was my sixth grade Christian studies teacher. Well, Yahoo Answers is getting shut down. So I recommend you catalog your favorite is my girlfriend pregnant uh, responses on there because it's about that wonderful resource is about to be taken from us. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty happy about it because when you go like there's no reason for the second page of the Google results like results. There's just no use for it. But yet. There's always a Yahoo Answers on the first page of any search. Yeah. So I'm done with that. Okay. I'm done with that. You're done with that? I'm done with it. All right. Okay. So I'm going to talk about Facebook this week. Okay. Wow. This is a different different energy from you. I'm yes, excited to hear what's going on. When Isaac very, very first started doing this podcast, it was five minutes long and he talked about Facebook every week. So. That's because Facebook kept doing things <laughs> that were terrible. So <laughs> I kind of had doing, to talk about it. They keep doing it though. They've just, they've continued on that path. That trajectory, that trajectory ever since then. So Facebook is adding labels to the post on the newsfeed. So when it's a satire piece, it's going to put satire right below it. Oh, that's convenient. Do you want to know why they're having to do that? (laughs) Why are they having to do that? Because so many people, including our most recent president before this current one, Keep citing articles as if they're facts, but they are satire articles. Oh, so people are being stung by the Babylon Bee, huh? They've been stung by the Babylon Bee. That's they're absolutely eating the true. Onion. They're eating. Yes, yes, <laughs> precisely. So they're having to add these little tiny labels on the bottom of posts. And that is hilarious. And I think that they're going to add even more. They're going to do, here, scroll down. They're adding also public official fan sites and satire pages. So they're starting to roll this out in the U.S. because I guess we're the ones that need it the most. Okay. And then they're going to go to other countries. So I actually saw one of this in practice. You did? Yeah. Was it a satire? This was during the election season last year. Um, And I kind of saw in real time 
how flagged posts are received by people who share them, okay? Yeah. So someone shared a post that sort of backed up their worldview, their pol- their political view, right? Uh-oh. I'm not even going to say what where it was. They shared this post that was labeled as misinformation because it was. Are you talking about the president? This is a person on my friends list. Okay. They shared a piece of misinformation. It was labeled misinformation accurately. And the person had someone in their comment section say, hey, blank, did you know that this is labeled as misinformation? And they said, and here's why this is not going to work for anyone. Yeah, but they can label anything they want. So... I think in order for Facebook to accurately help people by labeling things either satire or as misinformation, there first has to be like a little bit of shored up trust with people, which they do not have. Well, I think that there's a difference between them saying satire page because that's what it is and then like misinformation because that one's like, you know... It's like the Spider-Man with the guns all pointing at each other versus... That's like, that's what that... It's all... (laughs) It's like, oh... We're all the problem. Yeah. And then this one is like, no, this page is literally like a funnies. That's fair. This is like the funnies column. Yeah. I think for the most part, people are... And and then like the funnies thing, I've also seen people go, well, it wouldn't surprise me if it were true. Like, it's just just kind of this gross... I don't know. The internet was a mistake in general, but what I'm saying is... We never should have come this far. Facebook even had another data breach recently, and they're having to have their arm twisted to even tell people if their data was compromised. So who knows what they're going to do in the future. But yeah, I think labeling things is the bare minimum, but they should have been doing it years ago when they first started seeing people share misinformation on their platforms. So... Go it's a long Facebook. time coming, I guess. Yeah. In typical Facebook fashion, they're doing a thing they should have done all along after thousands of people have been hurt. So, Oof. yay! Sorry to get tumor, but we did bring up Facebook. Yeah, so, sorry. Yeah. It's, Can we end it on a high note? Or yeah, something? we're about to toss it to my interview with Halvi. So let's jump in and talk with Halvi. Hey, Halvi, how's it going, man? What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, doing good. Did you have a good Easter weekend? Oh man, it was great, bro. It was great. That's good. A lot of a lot of reflection. And some good ham. <laughs> Reflection and good ham. That's good, man. That's the two things that we cannot ask for in life, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, thanks for sitting down with me, man. Uh, let's just kind of jump right into this. I've been kind of really hyped to talk with you. We've had some incredible singles uh, be put out. And man, I just want to hear a little bit about your journey from... You've kind of described this in other interviews, going from scrubbing public's toilets to now collabing with some pretty big artists and putting out your own music. Give me just a little bit of insight as to that journey, if you can. Yeah, man. So um, I was basically, I was in college. I dropped out on a whim and just trusted God with it. I felt called to go to Atlanta. Started scrubbing toilets at public while I was trying to work on new music and kind of, kind of using that to hopefully save up some money or just have some to live and try to fund what I was doing with it. And then um, I literally finished an EP um, on my own with me me and a collaborator named Zach Paradise without a label. And then uh, Reach, Reach Records picked it up and I ended up signing the Reach in June of 2019, June or July of 2019. So it was just a journey of persistence and trusting God with what I knew what was in my heart, regardless of the result. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of trust in that. And you've mentioned that you kind of had to surrender your sort of initial idea of success to God to kind of walk through that process. Uh, I know that, you know, signing as a hip hop artist to reach and kind of going that momentum, you kind of strike me as someone who 
runs a little bit in the opposite lane of sort of materialism and rap. What has that kind of been like for you as an artist to kind of go against the grain in that regard? Uh, yeah, yeah. It has been um, actually been beautiful because I feel like I can actually communicate what God's putting on my heart. Uh, I can't can't serve two masters, man. You know, so I can't get on record and start talking about what my drip is like, but yet expect to touch people's hearts. And I'm not saying you can't have fun with it, but for me, man, I just have strived to speak with the spirit puts on my heart. So yeah, man, I find myself being very intentional with how I'm trying to communicate, man. I'm not here to, I don't know, man, I'm not here to, to beef up your, your drip game. I'm here to reach your heart, you know, and point you to God. I like that. I, I appreciate that. That's cool. So you mentioned that you signed with Reach in 2019, and I can only assume what it's been like to sort of sign with a record label in 2019, and then you turn around and 2020 happens to you. Um, I assume kind of puts a different spin on what the normal sort of new artist uh, sort of path looks like. There's not as many in-person concerts, of course. It just has an entirely different feel. So expectations and reality. What did last year sort of look like for you as a new artist kind of signed to a big label? Like what did the journey of last year kind of look like for you in terms of, okay, we're starting this year now no concerts. Was that more time working on music for you? How did that How did that play out for you? Yeah, it was. It was, man. It was a lot of uh, studio rap vibes. <laughs> I was just locked in, man. I took it as a chance, honestly. I just kept making music, uh, which is now why I have an album, because I took a lot of time to figure it out, you know? It was hard, you know what I mean? I, not having shows, especially because I was just brought in. So, you know, for an artist, that's like the main way that you eat is by doing shows and having merch there and so yeah man it was it was hard but it was beautiful because i did use it as a chance to lock in on a lot of music and most importantly i found a lot of healing during that time bro it was beautiful beautiful time for me and now i'm engaged so started dating my fiance that year Uh, that's awesome so you had a pretty good year then kind of spending that time working on your working on your music and also getting engaged so yeah it sounds like you spent your time well yes (laughs) <laughs> yes, it was, it was actually really beautiful, man. So I'm checking out the track list that you uh, sort of posted on Instagram for Christopher. And I'm always really stoked to get kind of an early preview of track lists before uh, an album actually drops. Um, yeah, and I, me too. Yeah, yeah. I kind of just geek out over that. It kind of helps build the anticipation, right? Um, I saw in here you've got a track uh, 912 Tap In. And I just was curious. That's the area code for South Georgia, right? And I kind of wanted to know how much of your home state sort of influences your sound and clearly enough that you'd kind of give a shout out to the area code. Tell me about that. Yes. Okay. So here's why I love that, that piece right there. That song is an interlude and it is my friend LJ from back home from Brunswick, Georgia speaking on it. Um, and man, to answer your question, Brunswick influences me a lot because, uh, the music they listen to is like southern, grimy type of rap. So on my album, I, I kind of bring that sound in a, on a couple of songs. And the song right before that, I kind of give them that sound um, on Where the Love Goes. So yeah, I mean, it influences so much of my stuff and so much of my spiritual journey as well as my musical journey. And that, that was where I started releasing music mm. back back home. Yeah. Keeping with that, what would you say your songwriting process looks like for you? Are you kind of more just going in, you kind of know where you want to take a song, 
full picture or do you kind of chop away at it piece by piece? You know, you came off of this year of doing a yeah. lot of work. What does that look like for you specifically? I freestyle a lot and kind of figure it out as I'm freestyling and kind of let, let the Lord walk me through it. Um, and then through that process, I'll then get like a little skeleton of where I want to take it mm-hmm. and like what I want to talk about. But it kind of starts off with me just figuring out what like cadences and sounds I'm trying to go for. Yeah. You know, I don't go in with too much of ex- too many expectations. So I kind of want to wrap it up with just kind of a double-sided question here. You've had some incredible collabs with people. What's been one of your favorite songs that you've collabed with people on? And uh, what's one maybe off this new uh, work, Christopher, that you're kind of excited for us to hear? So like, what's your favorite collab one that you've done? Maybe not putting any sort of bad on anyone else that you've collabed with, but what's been one that you've had the most fun with lately? Uh, the one with Big Breeze. Yeah. Where the Love Go, sure, is my favorite collab song. Um, it was just a blast. It was a blast. Bro. He, he was literally... I hit him the day of, and he was like, he came to the studio, he wrote some of it before he came and pulled up and cut it. Um, yeah, I think my favorite track as a whole is hmm, probably Holy Spirit. Or, yeah, Holy Spirit or Can't Tell It All are my two favorites. All right. That's awesome, man. Well, I cannot wait to check this out. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with me ahead of this uh, album dropping, man. Uh, Thank you so much for chilling with us, and we can't wait to hear this, man. So welcome, man. Thank you for having me. And that's our podcast. And that's our podcast. Have a wonderful weekend. You can listen to Halvey's new album right now, wherever you get your sweet, sweet jams. Go buy some tomato plants. Yeah. Grow some tomatoes. Watch Oz Talks on YouTube. He's a good guy. Yeah, okay.